What's up, bookies, and welcome to Eclipse Voices, the podcast and book club that brings you amazing literary works from minority writers so you can add their undiscovered jam to your reading list. So what are we waiting for? Let's turn the page. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our author interview of Miss M.B. Alexander. Thank you for letting us read your book. It was quite enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, let me put my phone on silent. Sorry, guys. That was my fault. I did. I was uh, pleasantly surprised and I quite <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I'm more than just right over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a couple questions for you, and then we will open up the meeting to our audience for questions. Okay. So, all right, because I know our, our our audience be coming with these questions. I try to keep it light because I know they like to dig deep into the questions. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll do my best. I'll try my best to answer. <laughs> okay. So um I would like to know what was it that made Ethan be so drawn to Elijah? I mean not Elijah, Aaliyah from the beginning. My bad, wrong name. <laughs> Um, for him, it was, it was one, just her sassiness. Um, I don't know if you could get from, you know, it's, as an author, we always try to, um, we, we want our words to like, we want our readers to get from our words, you know, what we're trying to convey or, or articulate, um, to them. But as you read it, you kind of read it your way because we're all unique. We're all different in the way we perceive or, or, um, or read something. So I wanted everyone to see Ethan as this guy who he didn't use women, but he kind of like didn't have time for anything serious. So it's kind of like a, you know, fly by night or whatever you can say, whatever you will say. Um, so with, with Aaliyah, she didn't really care like to get to know him. She just wanted to, she was kind of like on his level, like, okay. I like you, you like me, we're attracted to each other, let's do this, let's be done. So it was that attitude that her sassiness, her like, you know, kind of like, I, I don't care to have anything more with you, um, where he wasn't used to that. And so that kind of intrigued him, like, okay, so despite my money or whatever else I have going for me, she doesn't really care. She just wants this physical connection and she's done. So that kind of stayed with him. And um, he had never, um, I guess, um, never had that happen to him. So that was the first thing that kind of kept her on his mind. Um, he had never encountered that. And so that was like, hmm, okay, this is different. This is someone who's not trying to get another day with me and not, and not trying to get another night, not trying to see me again. She's like, no, nope, we did what we did. Let's not make it, mess it up with fake, you know, lies, promises, let's just be done. So that yeah, was she, she got up out that car and she was like, I'm out. See you right, later. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, she, she had already figured out that he was the wrong kind of man to play that game with. 
like that kind of, um, you know, like have a physical connection. Um, during their first encounter for her, it was like, okay, he had, he checks all the boxes. So I'm gonna get down with him. But after being with him, cause you know, you know, we think of sex as something simple, but when two people connect, you know, it's, it's, it's really something. So during that time, she was like, okay, this man could, end up baking, uh, breaking through my barrier that I've worked so hard to create and I can't let anybody do that and he could be the one to make me feel something more than just a sexual connection and I don't want to feel that right now I don't want to feel that again so that was her reason for like hightailing it out the car like hey uh-uh let's not even try to meet up again <laughs> yeah she was like nope I'm good I'm out my plane is in the morning <laughs> you have a nice night thank you for dropping me off <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. My dogs are barking. So my next question, I'm curious to know. I would like to know, where did he come up with this buttercup? Like, where did it originate? <laughs> it was so, just, he, see, he saw her again for the second time and was like, he's already calling her buttercup. I'm like, dang, he done gave her a pet name already. Well, um, so the, that, that next time, okay, so they had their little fun and, and um, in Snohomish, and then um, they did the little thing in the um, when she came off the elevator. But it was when they she came to his penthouse that he told her it was her breast, and he remembered how her breast looked and all of that. So it was like her breast, and he finally told her why. I don't know if you remember that, but when they were in the shower, he told her it was her breast that made him call her Buttercup. That's what he thought when he looked at her. Yeah, because I read it, I was like, because at first I was like, he's, they, when they met up again, I was like, he's already calling her Buttercup. And then, but you don't find out until like later in the book, because my yeah. first thing was like, so those, those things were on his mind, those little things. <laughs> like, they ain't seen each other in months, and... She already got a pet name. What is going on? What did I say? Aaliyah has has the snapper. You know what I mean? Like she kind of just put <laughs> in. She has that. So that's what it was. It was that he remembered everything about her. Yeah, he he most definitely did. She doesn't. <laughs> she put it on him. Um, and, and that, that I know, like, you know, for some people, because they were so, they had been apart for so long, um, I wanted the readers to, because, you know, you can read something, you don't feel that. You're like, how can he still have some feelings for her? It's been a couple of months. How can he still be thinking of her like this? So I'm hoping that most readers could feel that he had her on his mind, um, could feel that she left an impression on him to where he hadn't forgot about her, but... Then again, he was trying to keep, you know, his G card. He didn't want to be calling and looking up her address and stalking. But she was in his head because she was so different from the rest. So he remembered everything about her. She left an impression on him to where he remembered all the details. Yeah, he, he remembered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that... Aaliyah had mentioned that he had scared her and I know she tried to hold it for so long and not let him break through her defenses but and I I know that there was a, that attraction because them two they were just 
like off the charts. But <laughs> was it because of, you know, how he treated her and the way he respected her? I mean, we admit, um, we know he wasn't that honest about Hillary and whatnot, but <laughs> it just seemed like he completely smashed through her defenses. Like he broke her down. It seemed like he just broke her down like piece by piece. Like, yeah, what was, yeah, he did. Well, like, what was your thought process about that? Um, so Aaliyah is a tough cookie. Um, because you've read the book, you you get why she's a tough cookie, hopefully, mm -hmm. all the stuff she's been through. Um, so for her, it was, um, she, once she, he scared her because already she knew that he was different. Um, just like he, he, just like he knew with her because he could match her on every level. So that scared her. Um, to what caused him to finally break through her barrier was she deep down wanted love. She wanted to love again. And he wasn't really giving her at the time any reason not to go ahead and try it one more time. Try to to um, allow love do what it to do what it wanted to do. Um, she had been pushing against it, and he was just so persistent. And so, you know, she she wanted to go. At, she wanted to believe. She wanted to to believe that this could happen for her. Um, why not? Why can't this happen for her? You know, maybe she's always in her head too much, and um, he hadn't given her any reason why. Um, even though the past guy hadn't but it's it's just like it was just so much he was just there she really couldn't get around him um she worked with him he wouldn't give up and so finally it was like you know what let's see where it go let's see what happens um i have to get back out there i have to stop being so scared i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to do this um and so for her it was like just you know i want to be loved even though she didn't want to say it she she wanted that i think I, and i think that's kind of like with all of us deep down even the ones that have been hurt we want to be loved um you want someone that wants to do all those things for you love you and things like that who doesn't but she kind of like just gave up trying to fight it and and like she couldn't vocalize it but she just gave up and like okay i'm gonna try this i'm gonna see where it goes okay all right i can get with that i can get with that I hope that answered. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question is about Kayleen, Aaliyah's mom. Okay. So I know that her and David were together for so long, but and I know that she didn't she didn't marry Cornelius out of I mean she didn't marry David out of respect for Cornelius. But it just seemed like her and Rob just moved like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Like it just seemed like it was like really quick. And it's like, I get it. She had that respect for Cornelius. That's why she didn't marry David. But after they've been together for so long. Right. Like you she know, still she just could have went ahead and did it. Like what made her go so quickly with Rob? So this is so funny that you asked me that about her because that particular character is based on something real that I I had witnessed for myself with. Because a lot of times when we write, we write 
fact, but we put it in fiction, just changed a little stuff around. But that actually happened with um, my aunt. She did that. And so I asked her, you know, like just kind of, you know, given my research, why would you not marry one person that you were with so long and then you marry the next person with just like that? And she was like, you know, as you get older, you kind of realize that time is just something that we all need to make us feel that we have something, you know, a lot of people like to talk, oh, we've been together eight years, we've been together 10 years, and to them that gives them something, but um, I don't know if you remember, Rob was like, you know, your mother and I have connected on a level that some people never connect on after 10 whatever years of marriage, so that's what it was for Rob and Colleen. Um, you know, a lot of people go by the time they have invested with someone, but they went by the the feelings that they gave each other. And yeah, you know, when you get new, someone's new, you may have that quote unquote honeymoon phase or whatever. But for them at the age, even though she was older than him, um, he had experienced loss. Um, he had experienced a lot of things that I didn't go into great detail because it wasn't, the book wasn't about them, um, but he experienced both of them experienced things that made them feel like time is not necessarily something you have. And a lot of times, you know, we look at that old, the time you spend with someone, that's how that gives you like determines how, when you should do things. Oh, we've been together two years, three years, let's get married now. And so for them, that wasn't an issue. It was um, what they felt for each other, the connection they felt, um, regardless that they hadn't been together even a year. Um, that's what made them move forward so fast. So um, that was mainly their thing. That was her mother thing. She was like, I, I wish I would have married David, but I didn't, you know, because of the situation with her, uh, uh, Leah's father. But with, um, with Rob, it was like, you know, we love each other. We don't have time to waste. I, I want to do this. So that was kind of their thing. Okay, I can get with that. Just another little quick question. How much younger is Rob than Colleen? 10. Oh, okay. All right then. <laughs> 10 years. So, and like I said, this particular, that particular portion is actually a little bit is based on facts. I have an aunt that, that married younger. So I kind of uh, like picked her brain. Oh, okay. Um, for that portion. So that's a little bit of fact and fiction. Oh, okay. Good to know. Okay. So my next question is about Cornelius. So even after they got the paternity test, like, why, did, even though he knew that Aaliyah was his, why did he still disappear? Aaliyah didn't, by that time, Aaliyah wanted nothing um, to do with him. When they split, she was 12. Um, right. I don't know. I know myself at 12. Um, I was, you, you pretty much, especially a girl, we have our own mind of what we want to do. So well, she felt afraid based upon what she heard that night. Um, her father saying that he was leaving and he had a baby on the way. So it was more so of her. She didn't want to see him. And so he stopped trying after a bit and um, just let it be. So that's kind of how that happened. She didn't want to see her father anymore. She didn't want to spend time with him. Um, 
and Colleen kind of talks about it when they have their heart to heart, her and Aaliyah, and she tells right. her about the the um, cheating. She says um, how they were so close and she couldn't understand how all of a sudden Aaliyah hated him, but now yeah. she knows because she overheard the conversation. So it was more so going off of Aaliyah, you know, at 12, she's, she had her own mind, 13, 14, you get into that, I don't want to talk to you and you don't have to make me talk, you know? So it was kind of like that with, with the whole situation. Okay. So then I guess my next question is, even though we know she in that little teenage attitude stage because I know Lord knows that I went through it. <laughs> but it just seemed like it took like forever for him to just reach out. Like, I know she well, didn't want to speak to him. She didn't want to have anything to do with him. But it just seemed like like she's 27 now. <laughs> like you didn't even think to like, let me just reach out to my daughter and let her know that I still think about her. Let her know that I still love her. It just seemed like she didn't want to talk to him and she just cut it off, but it just seemed like he didn't try. And I know it's, we don't really get, like we get a little bit of backstory, but I don't know, I guess it kind of triggered me. I got a little issues about that because it kind of happened to me. But yeah, yeah. And that was another fact with, with fiction. Um, I, I can like, um, I, I've dealt with that that with my father um, and his excuse to me was, you know, I, I just didn't think you wanted me to come around. So I wanted to respect your wishes. And, you know, my whole thing was you're the adult. <laughs> right. Know? Okay. But, you know, so that was kind of from a personal experience. I don't, you know, usually, you know, share that, but that was my personal experience kind of like um, with the thing with my own father. Um, he just kind of went away. And it was more so of, well, you didn't want me around, so I didn't want to bother you instead of, you know, talking about things or whatever. So that's kind of the case um, with Carlindo and Cornelius. Um, it was it was a lot of two. He didn't want to tell Aaliyah why he left. He didn't want to right. tell her that her mom had cheated. He didn't want to, and the mom didn't want to tell Aaliyah. As you can see, Aaliyah looked at her mom like she was the victim through everything and she mm -hmm. felt like you know he just left us not that you know he was right about how he handled things um but she did not think her mom had any any type of involvement of why her, to persuade her father to leave like that you know um so it was kind of a shock to her to know that her father left because of her and her um he and her mom had their issues and um she was kind of the start of it and so it was like a lot of respecting her wishes, but also to not having to tell her why they split and the mom. So, you know, it was a mixture. Okay. All right. So my next question is about Tina. Tina. <laughs> oh, Tina. Yes, ma'am, Tina. I love Tina. <laughs> Like I learned, she seemed like she she a real cool friend. I'm she just curious to know, like, why are you pressed about this man dating this other woman, and you engaged? Oh my god! Like you 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 got your man to propose to you after so many months, but then you see him, you feel in some kind of way, and then you see his new one, 
and you still feeling some kind of way. And then she tried, you want to go out to lunch with us? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter, she's 20. So sometimes I bounce things off of her. I can, I can talk to her about my books. And so um, I was telling her about that saying, she said, oh, she's salty. <laughs> <laughs> So with with that, yeah, I I want to I I'm a, I guess I can answer it, but their their that character as well as Mike and Donina, they're still talking to me, so I may end up writing a book about them. Um, but yes, Tina still has something for Mike, I, I, and I can give you that at least. Um, she left Mike for Ben. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot going on. That's why I, I couldn't really, I tried to give as much as I could, but the story, like I said, the story wasn't about them, but I wanted people to pick up that, hmm, this is a little too much, you know, could you yeah, have people she, that- She was me? a little, she, yeah. she was a little pressed and he was, he, it was like, he just completely did a 360. Like it was just- yeah, their I'm little like, their little interaction. So yeah, so I I I don't have a lot more to give you on t on those, but I can tell you that they are. Um, I've had some readers come to me, and they were already kind of still in my head, especially Tina, um, that I want to pursue um, writing their story for them because it goes a little deeper with those three. Um, but I don't know the time frame or whatever. So, but yes, Tina. Tina still has a thing for Mike and, and she's somewhat regretting her decision to um she regretted her decision of leaving or or breaking up with him. Um so that's kind of why she didn't say yes to Ben at first. Um but then I guess after hearing that he had a quote unquote girlfriend, she kind of moved on. So I can give you that much because I don't know if you remember. Her and Aaliyah talked when Ben first yeah. asked her to get married and she said no and he moved out and then she found yeah. out that Michael is dating and so that kind of, I, I wanted the readers to get that without me saying it, you know, but kind of to pick up that if you notice the um, chain of events, it wasn't after she learned that Michael had a girlfriend and da 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 da, -da. Was, And now she's ready to get married. Yeah, and I tried to throw hints with the way Aaliyah was like, now just a couple months ago, girl, you was like, you didn't right. want to, but now all of a sudden, you ready? <laughs> so yeah, so I was hoping that readers could pick that up without me going, because I, I, I try to drop hints or like <laughs> something, and sometimes when, when char other characters talk to me, I have to remember whose story I'm writing, so I can't go off in the deep end with other characters. Cause I don't like to throw a lot of point of views or tell different stories that could be told separately. So, um, so that was kind of that thing with the, with those three characters, Tina, Mike, and, and Donita. Okay. Well, if you do just so happen to give us <laughs> another one, I would be happy to read it. Cause I want to know all the tea. <laughs> I need Thank to know you. I appreciate all the tea. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> So I guess my last question is, because I was going to ask, and then you mentioned Tina, Danita, and Michael, but will we get more in-depth with the other friends as well, with Amanda and um, Serene? Serena? Um, I, I don't know. See, how I work is I try not to force things. 
Um, if I ha have characters that talk to me, that's kind of how Aaliyah and how Aaliyah and Ethan begin. Um, they started out in my short stories, hashtag lips. And, and actually, Ethan was supposed to be um, a brother of one of my other books, um, um, New Hearts of Flame. The couple in there, Drew and Jasmine. Uh-huh. They're actually characters from another book I wrote called New Hearts of Flame. Um, so he was supposed to be Drew's brother, but when I was writing the hashtag lips, he kept in, he was in my head. I know this sounds nutty as heck, but he was it, in my head. Me, it does, it does not sound nutty. <laughs> he, he was just in my head like, girl, I, I, I'm a hotel owner. I ain't nobody lawyer now. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, let's get to writing. Let's get to writing. So when I wrote hashtag lips volume one, they were a bonus story in the paperback, Aaliyah and Ethan. They weren't available in the ebook. So then when I wrote it, it was like, they were still talking. And that's why I wrote it how I wrote it so they could continue their story. So with Serena, to bring it back to Serena and Amanda, um, they are not talking to me as much as Tina. <laughs> Tina wants to be heard. Um, so, you know, those who kind of like, she's kind of like talking to me the most, the other two, not as much. So if they do, I will, I just try not to force it, um, a story out cause I want to do a series so bad, but it's like, it's hard for me to force stories. Um, right. I wish I had the ability to just like write a story on all of them. Cause I would love to. Um, to build like a little, you know, like a little um, town or whatever you call it with those those little, little knit group and tight knit group with them. Um, and I would love to, but it's like those Serena and Amanda are not talking to me as much as I would like. Not not um, like Tina is. Tina is really like, oh, I can have my own story, you know, um, just like in New Heart So Flame. Um, it was a character, my character, Nessa, and that one, she's like, can have her own story. So I, I'm going to try and see what I can do. But I definitely know that Tina is one that um, if I did another one from the characters from this story, Tina would definitely be have a book coming out. <laughs> okay. Hey, take your time. I know this character <laughs> development, it, ta it takes time. You got to go yeah. with who's speaking to you the most. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So those are my questions. So I'm going to open it up to the individuals that are here to ask their questions. And let me make sure my chat side is open so I can see those. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Give you guys a couple minutes because I know typing them out takes a while. <clears throat> Excuse me.
I hope I didn't ask you guys. Oh, there it is. From Key. Why did Ethan think that the best thing to do about his Hillary situation was to lie by omission? Um, let's see. If we're taking it back to the beginning, um, or she's, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's talking about once he saw Leah again. Um, mm -hmm. So when he saw Leah again, um, he was getting ready to finalize his divorce. So he's thinking, I'm getting ready to divorce this chick and no need to bring bad news into a good situation. Let me just leave her in the past for all of the knows she doesn't exist. So that's his mind. That's the way he's thinking. That's what he thinks is the right thing to do. Um, he doesn't see it as, well, she has the right to know you were married. You know, um, it wasn't until they have their little talk in the kitchen when they're in uh, Snohomish and um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that name. I hope I am. But um, when they were there and she talks about marriage and he discovers that this chick has a thing against marriage, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's when he realized it's an issue that he didn't tell her. Um, that it, it could be an issue. Um, so to him, it doesn't really register that this is something you need to say to someone, you know, women, we want to know this. We, you know, so it's him, I guess, in his manly way of thinking that I'm divorced now. What happened in Jamaica happened in Jamaica. This is a fresh start. She knows nothing about her. We were just hooking up then. Um, I didn't think I would see her again. So it was no need to tell her then. And now with me finalizing my divorce officially, I'm not married, so it doesn't matter. Okay. So I hope that answers. Okay. <laughs> Elspace says, said, it's funny that I said Elijah in the beginning because she noticed several similarities in this book to other books that she's read. With that being said, where did you draw your inspiration for this novel? And were there any particular themes you wanted to include that inspired you or particular themes you read from other authors you wanted to add in? Um, no, actually... Like I said, um, Ethan began, the character himself, began when I was writing my New Hearts O Flame, which I think I put out in October of 2019. So if anyone inspired Ethan's character, it was um, my other character, Drew. Um, as far as Jamaica, um, I traveled there and I wanted to write a book about um, some women vacationing and one of them hooking up with another, hooking up with a guy or whatever. Um, I had not decided how they would, um, how it would all play out, but those things kind of was in my head, like, you know, based on me going to Jamaica. And um, I think like, you know, most, most ideas are not original. So I can't say that I read a book that had any of those um, ideas. However, I'm pretty sure that I've seen a movie or something or anything because we take in a lot. Um, but I can't say that I base my characters or my book off of someone else's book or characters. They were something that I thought of myself. Um, but once again, you know, we, we come across a lot of things. So it wasn't me trying to like, oh, I want to do my own spin or something. It was just kind of like, I thought of, of making a book about someone going to vacation with their friends, hooking up with a guy, and then it leads to more. And then 
Ethan's character kind of came about when I was writing Drew character. Um, and that's really it. Okay. She said, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any questions? You know what? I do have a question. I have another question since he brought up Hillary. Why in the world was she so set on getting with Ethan after he divorced her? Like, I'm going to need you to read the room. Like, he don't like you. Like, you are so set on trying to get this man back in your bed after he divorced you. Like, was it because of the money? Like, I mean, she already sold her shares. So what was it that had her so... It was the money. So gung -ho the money about it. it was all of it. Um, and I, I, one of the things that I wish I would have went to more in depth with was their their relationship prior. I can't. I didn't really give a lot on their relationship, and I should have. Um, if I mm -hmm. could rewrite it, I would have. So with Ethan and um, Hillary. They hooked up a lot. Um, their families. It was kind of like, you know, this is what we do. Uh, we hook up whatever is no strings attached. Um, he he knew what she was about. He knew what she he she knew what he wanted. Um, they did have the times where they had their heart to hearts, not necessarily about each other, but um when she felt less than this and less than that, when her when she felt like she wasn't the um, best daughter and her her father didn't want her, she went through her moods of that because she was the only child and her father wanted a son, but he didn't have a son. He had her, and so um, they kind of had this weird relationship. It was sex, but they did talk. They did talk, and she did vent to him, and he was there for her always to listen to anything she went through. And it wasn't until her father got sick and she realized the money was going with her father. And so okay. she had to figure out how could I get, so Ethan became not just someone that she would sleep with or vent to, but he would be her only way of, of keeping that money coming in. And so now with him, you know, divorcing her, she was trying to get things back to how they were before, um, they um got married when they used to have the hookups when they used to have the the talks here and there so i would say their relationship wasn't like oh beautiful or anything like that they didn't have anything like that but they had a, a, a understanding of one another they had i guess you could say a respect for each other they had the sex and they talked about things but it was nothing um romantic about it but she lost okay. that when she got pregnant, killed the baby, and tried to take it right. away. Okay. So that's okay. my thought that I didn't go into more with um with the story um of them. I should have added more of them, you know, so that okay. that wouldn't leave people wondering, oh, why is she so like still trying to get him? So she's trying to get what they had back. Okay. Did that, that help? I hope that helped. Yes, it did. Because I, I just had to know. I was very curious about that. Yeah, so that's my um, thought. I should have put more in there about their relationship. Oh, but I probably, I mean, I was ready for Hillary to just leave. Like, <laughs> bye, go away, don't come back. And then she kept popping up. I had a feeling she was going to keep popping up. But I was like, but it's okay. Like, 
it, that explains it perfectly. I understand. Okay, ladies, it just got real quiet on my end. What happened? It got quiet for me, too. Can you hear me? Yes. It must be Janae. Ah. Make sure my mic is Yep, we're good. Okay. I'll ask again. Can you guys hear me okay? We can hear you. I can. Okay. <laughs> it, she said, uh, Key says, was anyone other than Colleen based on someone that you know? And did you put yourself in any character that wasn't Aaliyah? And was this supposed to be a short story? Not saying that it was bad. She's just asking if you could have drawn the story out more. It's a good story. She just basically wanted to know more. Um, okay, so I'm gonna try to answer all of those keys. <laughs> so, um, so Donita, um, I don't know if anybody read the acknowledgments, but Donita's name is, um, that's my godmom. I lost her. And I wanted to dedicate this story to her. So Donita came from her, that person's name, that character. Um, not everything about her, but her name itself did. Um, no, I'm not in this book. I'm in another one of my books. I did put more of me, um, except for, you know, far, as far as the part that I told you about my father. Um, but I'm not really in this one. Um, my aunt, and, except for the Jamaica, I went to Jamaica and um, I thought about the story about the woman who hooked up with someone, um, but I didn't hook up with anyone. Um, so that I, I can't say that's about me. Um, yes, it was supposed to be a novella. Um, I kind of like got out of control. It was supposed to just be 30,000 words. And um, it was supposed to be short, shorter. So it, end up, it ended up being, um, almost 60,000 words, almost double or close to it. So, um, yeah, it wasn't supposed to go that long. Um, all of the stories that were follow-ups to the Hashtag Lips series were only supposed to be 30,000 words. So that's what happened on that end. Um, what else did you ask, did she ask? Um, you answered that one. 
the one based on someone you know? And did you put yourself in any character that wasn't Aaliyah? Um, you already answered the short story one. I think those are the three. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not, in, I'm not in this book. I use some things, um, like I said, my aunt with her husband, them having the time, um, me traveling to Jamaica, and this was just something I wanted to do, uh, write a story about girlfriends and one hooking up. Um, but I'm not really in this, um, not, not as far as a character. Um, I haven't um, experienced as far as the relationships or whatever, um, so no. Okay. Uh, Kay said, speaking of Hillary, she says, in the scene where Aaliyah meets Hillary, Ethan and Hillary are arguing, arguing, and it says that they turned out the sound of Aaliyah's voice, but she doesn't actually say anything. She was wondering if she was supposed to, and it got left out somehow. Um, that's another thing. Um, so... And, and I'm not trying to say that readers, read, everybody reads differently. Um, some things don't need to be said for you to, to read. I don't know how to say this. Some things don't have to be said for you to know it's said um, or me to write to know it's said. So if they turn, so I didn't want to like every little play, like he's putting her out and at the sound of her voice, they both turn. So without me saying Aaliyah said Ethan or whatever, me saying that the sound of their voice, at the sound of her voice, they turn, they know that Aaliyah has spoken. Um, so that was my way of writing that. And like I say, you know, it could be, it depends on how we read. I've read where I get it. And some readers read and it's like, well, how did they know she said anything? I didn't, she didn't write anything about her saying anything, you know, so I can see how that person would get it like that too. Cause we all read differently. Um, so for me, I'm one of those readers that I don't have to have everything set. I don't have to have everything written for me to understand what was done or what was said, if that makes sense. I, I don't know if that makes sense, what I just said. Um, so yes and no, it, it wasn't left out on my part. I wanted the readers to know that she spoke by their actions, that they, their actions told them that she said something, that she entered the room. So okay. that's what that was. Their actions lets you know she said something <laughs> without me writing that she said something. Okay. It, she said she said she <laughs> says agreed. She's agreeing with you. She said <laughs> it did, but it makes it <laughs> she said it makes a reader wonder what she said. So it makes okay. it curious as to okay. what she said, not necessarily that she said something. So maybe if I would have said at the sound of Aaliyah calling Ethan. Or saying something to that, you know, to that way, that would have been better. Right. Left them, leaving them now. I can dig that. I can get, okay, I got that. <laughs> okay. So, L. Spade says, Ethan revealed his love for her in a short letter, and then they exchanged sentiments on the phone. Why was this your choice of having them reveal how they felt instead of in person, which if would, bleh, bleh, I'm sorry which would have been more heartwarming and touched readers more? Um, For them, there was a time. It was time they um, hadn't seen each other. They didn't want to waste any more time. Um, and it could have been more heartwarming. Um, it could have been, um, you know, 
felt better um, or received better by the readers. It, it, and she's actually, she's right. Um, but for them, um, it was time they had already missed so many, so many months apart. And so it was like, she had been trying to fight that how she felt about him and he didn't know if she was going to respond to him anymore. Um, he tried through emails, calling, showing up at her house. So by that time, he was like, I got to put it all out there because I don't know if she's going to see this, read this, whatever, but I'm leaving. So let me say what I have to say. Um, and hopefully this will trigger and make her want to reach out to me and listen to me and hear me. So I have to put it all out there. I can't wait anymore. I can't wait to see her. I need to tell her through this letter because she hasn't given me a chance to see her. Um, and that could be because, like I said, the book was not supposed to go as long as it was. So if I was writing it for a long, um, longer or whatever, maybe that would have been a better way to, for them to tell each other how they felt. Um, and that would have connect, made readers connect more, um, but that's just the way it was for them. Um, I, I'm, that's pretty much all I have like with that. Okay. Well, all right then. Does anybody have any more questions? No? Yes? Maybe? <clears throat> Let's see if anything pops up in my little chat box real quick. Uh, oh, Key would like to know, would you consider writing a longer, more detailed book? Not necessarily a redo of Ethan and Aaliyah, but someone in their group, maybe. Um, again, I probably have to go with Tina. Tina, because they have such a little love triangle thing going on with them. Um, well, I don't know if necessarily love triangle, but you know, with her, Tina, with Tina, Mike, and um, obviously Mike is feeling Donita and Tina is supposed to be, is supposed to be getting married. So um, maybe those, maybe those four. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm really curious about Tina now. Uh, does anybody else have any more questions? Oh. Oh, she says, I was a bit, and I hate to use this word, disappointed at the first intimate scene we get with them at his cabin after not seeing each other. It felt rushed and disconnected. 70% of... 70% if not more of it was dialogue and while I'm all for vocalization when your dialogue outweighs your description descriptive actions it falls flat was this done on purpose because Aaliyah planned on only sleeping with him that once um yeah she only planned on sleeping with him, him at once that once um it wasn't really supposed to be a connection it was like a fast-paced um scene I did not um make it like a long scene it was short it was one of those things so yes it was just supposed to be like a one-time thing again and just done so there wasn't supposed to be a connection it was um more so of them just for her it was her just trying to like get him out of her system 
Okay. She also would like to know why, then why was it told from Ethan's point of view since he didn't know what she was doing? Um, for him too, it was not, now he had more feelings involved, but um, if we go back to it, he does say something along the lines that he wanted to go slow. He didn't want it to be like that, but they had been playing that cat and mouse game. So it was kind of more of emotions of not necessarily like rooted emotions of love and all and that. It was just like, you know, like just that sexual lust drive. Um, so that's kind of how that scene was supposed to play out. Okay. So it wasn't driven on like um, deep emotions. That scene, that first sexual encounter was driven mostly on lust. From his end, on her end, of like kind of like, you know, it's been a minute. I've been, you've been like denying me. And, you know, this is what happens. This is how he's feeling. He's like, you know, I just, I, I can't. I can't contain myself and she's more so of, you know, I just want to get this one time over again and know it's not from her point of view, but that's kind of how she's going along with what he's doing, how they're connecting. Um, I don't talk about her feelings through the sexual encounter. It is from his point of view, but it's kind of like a fast pace in him, mostly like, you know, just like acting out of more so lust, not really trying to connect, but this is like, I guess animal instinct, I, I don't know. So it was not meant to be um, a romantic connection like they had in the shower, like they had when they went to Snow Hamish, like they had um, for the rest of the chapter, for the rest of the book. It wasn't meant to be like that. Okay. All right. Oh, Key says, why was Aaliyah so adamant about not liking Ethan, etc., Only for her to end up in his bed and then the whole, it'll only happen once only to do it again so I, I don't know about anyone else but if i don't like you i don't f with you period <laughs> i don't know like she she was denying herself she was lying to herself key you know and then she finally stopped lying to herself um she she's been hurt and she was denying him and she just she didn't want to do it until and i think we discussed this like kind of in the beginning of the interview he broke down the barrier and she's like, you know what the hey, um, she's human. She wanted to be loved and she gave in. So I, I don't know, like, you know, it's one of those things that she didn't want to go there because she didn't want to get hurt. Um, it's not that she didn't like him. She liked him, but she didn't like what could become if of of her, if he if she let him in and he hurt her. She didn't want to have to pick up the pieces, so she didn't dislike him. She she des she didn't she didn't want to be the woman that had to deal with the letdown of a of another felt relationship of another guy telling her one thing and something else happening. Yeah, she tried yeah. to keep them walls built high. It was so working. that was kind of her thing. Yes, Miss Tech Support. Five minute warning. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, why is her hand up? Does anybody else have any more questions? Key said, what message do you did you wish to convey to young women who are career driven about love and happiness? She said she has more questions, but we're out of time. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, you know, it's so funny with this being a fiction book, um, how much we get out of it um, and how it affects us and how people, um, you know, feel the book. Um, I know for me, I've always read for, um, for relaxation or to take me out of whatever reality that I'm in. Um, so to hear people get something from a book that, you know, they can apply to themselves in real life um, or it affects them to that point in real life, it's amazing. Um, but for me, it was everybody, um, I don't know if I could say direct, it was directed at careers, but, um, you know, I think we all have us to do something bad. We all have it in us to make the wrong choice or hurt others, not direct, indirect and directly. Um, so Aaliyah, she wanted to have the career. She wanted to, you know, be independent. And she didn't think that love was a part of that because love always seemed to um, take her off track or make her make mistakes that didn't help her. And so um, I, I would think that if a young woman read this, she could read that, you know, you have to just take a chance. Um, you can still have a career and still um, fall in love. Um, you can still, you know, people, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has it in them to make the wrong decision. But um, I, I guess for me, it was just like writing a story just to entertain, um, just to, for a young woman to see themselves, especially a black woman, um, to see themselves as an independent, strong woman and capable of being loved the right way um, and being independent, having a strong career, um, not necessarily needing to be saved or needing help. So whenever I write my characters, I try to write my women strong um, and very, you know, independent. So I'm, I'm guessing that that's, um, that's something that I would love for if a reader did take something from it, they took that. Okay. Well, I like that answer a lot. Cause it, it, it makes, it makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I never, like I, I write for pleasure. I read for pleasure. Um, so I, I, I love when readers get into it and they ask me questions and they're deep, like you guys have asked me today. Um, so I love that, that even if, you know, people don't agree with what I wrote, um, I, it doesn't bother me. Um, I welcome it all. Because for me, it's pleasure. It's pleasure just to write. It's pleasure to read. Even if I get a negative review, it's like, you still read my work. I, I, I you know, someone still read it. Someone still thinking of it because I know other people will like it. Um, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere will say to me, your book helped me or your book, you know, was relatable or your book uh, was fun to read or I didn't like your book. You know, it's it's whatever, but I read and I write for pleasure. So for anybody to get anything from it, I still did my job because I affected you. So, you know, um, I would love for young women to read and see themselves in a positive light and, and say that, um, they read my book and they felt like, oh, I could be a strong, independent woman as well. Find, find real love, um, even though this is fiction, of course, um, you won't find Ethan anywhere, but um, I would love for people to take take something positive from it, from my book. Okay, well, that is awesome. 
I would like to say thank you for letting us read more than just one night. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Be honest, I finished it in a couple of days. <laughs> thank you so much. But thank you so much for being our author for the month of April. And we look forward to what you put out next. Well, thank you. I enjoyed all of you. Thank you so much. And it was fun. This was a really good month. I really enjoyed hanging with you guys. No problem. Thank you.